What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Middle Cop! Hey, be, hey, hey, hey. Is this working? Are we on? Twitter's down, John. I don't know what to do. Well, you know, it's a Schefter had to pivot. He had to give it a breaking story to the actual website and let them break it. Yeah, he did post. I just checked. I, I hadn't been following him on Instagram. He posted the uh, Le'Veon Bell in Chiefs uniform on Instagram. Good visual, you know. You think, you think, you think Shefty does the uh, Photoshop himself? I, I don't, but uh, Shefty, how many, let's see how many followers he got on his See, team. now that would be, that's interesting, right? Not a million. So they have, uh, not bad, so they, he should do a Manscaped. So they have the Photoshop ready. Maybe they pre-made a few teams, because Jeremy Fowler had tweeted earlier on Thursday, Dolphins, Chiefs, Bills, he's going to sign with one of those. So maybe they pre-made all those and had a graphic ready. Or did the agent I, tell uh, or did Schefter tell the agent, wait till we have the, the the Chiefs logo on his chest and then we'll we'll break it? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I would imagine the the first thing you said was they just got a bunch and then they're just ready to go. Kind of like having a trailer yeah. for a team that's gonna win a Super Bowl that you know you just have it all. Right, where the before. ad immediately after the game airs, like your team just won the championship. And you know you how when you follow people on Instagram wear. And they comment on someone else's. So you just see like the actual person's posts, like yeah. whatever they wrote. Schefter wrote like his normal tweet would have been former Jets, you know, yeah. running back, blah, 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 sources say. And then you just see two responses of just people right. who follow. One is Field Yates. Pretty, you know, solid tweet or comment. The rich get richer. And then is the dude, uh, Doug Elin, the dude that uh, created Entourage. Follow yes. that guy. Yep. His response was just, wow, 
<laughs> like it just, you know, always, I'm going to start you know? just commenting on super popular posts. Yeah, I, I'm things with do that thousands right of comments, just so the pe- just so you and anyone that's listening that follows Guy Haberman on Instagram sees me say like crazy. I'm just yeah, going to go right. My crazy. response right above field will just be OMG. Then a little dash. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> that's it. And then people probably get some likes and like, oh, neither did I. Like, I, I do think on Instagram. And part of we're making fun because Twitter is currently down, and they're kind of going. I just look. I'm looking right now. I see your. I see you and Mr. Doug Elon. <laughs> see, but I don't you even just, follow uh, Doug. I do think there's a lot. I, I would say the ratio of positive comments and negative comments on Instagram relative to Twitter is like on Instagram. I feel like positive to negative is like nine to one. Where on Twitter, positive to negative is like one to fifty. Yeah. I, you know? I'm with now, you. Although you, you do have your your guys that consistently respond, like just oh, didn't see that coming on Twitter. The majority of new people coming in on Twitter are always negative. Well, I see on Instagram, it's always positive. Tell, tell me, me if you, your tell me if you see mine, because I yours immediately showed up when I went to the post. Okay, let's uh, let's refresh that one. Chiefs going ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this. I, I, I love this new you, game. You want, you want to start doing that? Yes. Anytime someone famous that you follow, just do as basic of, a, you know, like the basic response. Like, damn. Whoa. Oh, my God. That's cool. It might. I might write going ham for every single thing. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, podcast brought to you before we dive into it. Podcast brought to you by ease.com promo code ham or promo code ham 10 if you're a returning user. Yep. E-A-Z-E. E-A-Z-E. Go to the website.com, check it out, pre-rolls, vapes, topicals. I, I love a good topical. I've been having some elbow problems, guy. I might have a little chip in the oh, elbow. Yeah? Chip in the elbow. All those like innings coming back? Yeah. Well, it's the left elbow. I don't know. I obviously, I don't really use the the left hand. Never golf, it must be something about your golf swing then. Yeah, or the, the desk. I don't know. Something's weird. Uh, ease.com. Get, put a little desk topical injury. on there. Promo code HAM or promo code HAM10. Like I said, get a little 10% discount. Best uh, number one cannabis delivery service. In America, but definitely in California, Northern California, Southern California, Central Coast, Central Valley. Mm. Uh, you, you name it, they got it. Check it out. Ease.com, promo code AM, promo code AM10. Just got to be 21 or over. You get verified online in minutes. You browse a vast selection of the best brands. Watch the clock count down to a friendly driver arriving in minutes, not hours or days. Tell your friends. We appreciate that. 20 bucks off your first delivery with code HAM. Or if you're a returning user, HAM10 gets you 10 percent off please do it right now go support them gabby g-a-b-i gabby g-a-b-i.com slash ham go there right now i did it john did it um they take the pain out of shopping for insurance they give you apples to apples comparisons of your coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like progressive nationwide travelers most of us i could definitely speak to car insurance you probably had the same one forever Right now, yeah. you're looking to find a dollar wherever you can find it. <clears throat> and uh, they'll save the money if they can. John, they they saved you a couple hundred bucks. For me, over the course of the year, for me, they said, you have the best rate. N- nothing yep. more to do. You know, the, the, the craziest stat, though, is Gabby saves on average $825 per year on average. That's, that's a lot of money per year, guy. You know, if you think about it, post taxes, if you make fifty grand, I mean, you're already talking a couple percent. Boom, right there. I mean, this is, whoa, you know, so it's, it can help you out a lot. It's totally free to check your rate. That's the key. Totally free to check your rate. And there's no obligation. 
Take a few minutes right now. Stop overpaying on your car and home insurance. Your car and home insurance, okay? Go to Gabby.com slash ham. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash ham. H-A-M. Gabby.com slash ham. They will not sell your information either. Go do it for us right now. Oh, Please. Yeah. Thank you. Godspeed. Good call. No spammer robocalls. Gabby. G-A-B-I dot com slash ham. I hate those spammers, Gabby. Had enough of the spammers. All right, John. How about this? Your boy. Your boy, Zah. From your time as a scout with the Philadelphia Eagles, you know Andy well. You know Brett Veach, the GM. On Thursday evening afternoon, Le'Veon Bell, a story that would have been one of the biggest stories in sports if it was two years ago, but it's right now, signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. And maybe he gets dismissed a little. He takes the year off. Then he plays for the Jets. Uh, And when I saw the bleacher alert on my phone, I said to you, what's the one place Le'Veon could go that would give you the most confidence that he's just going to be used right? And I think the answer is with Andy Reid in Kansas City. Well, Andy's probably the best screen caller in league history. And Le'Veon for, you know, really once he got to the league guy, 45 catches, 83 catches. Then he got injured. Remember, he had a bad knee injury on the sideline, 24 catches. But he came back from that, boom, 75, 85 catches. Like this guy, before he got to the Jets, was a prolific pass catcher. Even his first year with the Jets, I get looking at the stats, 66 catches. He is just, one thing my friends have told me in the league, is that he looks dramatically slower than he did early on in his career. And he's never been a fast player, right? It was always like, fair to say he's one of the more unique running backs you've ever seen, just how slow he went to the line, and then he like would go. Yes. But, but they also could like flex him out at wide receiver. He was like a, this unique chess piece, but he wasn't that fast. Right, but he didn't get called slow. He got called patient. Yeah, because he was. like he he. But he had burst, and he was very physical. Uh... The year off did not work in his favor, right? He wanted to draw a line in the sand, thought he was getting screwed for the franchise tag. Turns out he just didn't get any of that money, and then he got signed to a Jets contract, which, you know, I think the guaranteed money was $27 million. Now, I would imagine the Chiefs are paying him the veteran minimum. You know, this year he's played in two games. You remember he had the hamstring injury. He's gained a total of 74 yards on the ground, guy. And he has three catches for 39 yards. Like his that's, stat line this that's year is less rushing yards than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I I do think like watching the Chiefs the last couple of weeks. That remember the first game against the Texans when uh, Clyde Edward Hilaire, Hilaire, uh, Hilaire, L-A-R. H is silent. Yeah, yeah, Hilaire. That was like the coming out party. But then it. Well, I just think he, you know, he just if he's got to like carry it. you, that's not really yeah. going to be his deal. To me, he's a great little one-two punch guy, and you know if they. I, they will get the most out of this guy. If he has anything left, they will get something out of him. But remember a couple... Was it last year they signed Shady McCoy? Yeah, it was last year they signed Shady McCoy. Like, they'll just sign... Now, Andy had been around Shady. Uh, they've never been around Le'Veon. I, I just think that they... I think they feel like they're probably a little pass-happy right now, and they just want a little balance to their offense to help Mahomes. Like, watch him against the Raiders. It felt like, you know, they just, they just passed it every play. Now, Andy likes to pass, but... They, they clearly did this for a reason, right? Yeah, I mean, they have the outside he's, of... He's, he's cheap. I mean, he's cheap. To me, it's just a it's a low-risk proposition, A, like you said. In three weeks, if it's not working out, they'll move on. I The reason I like it, it's not so much that I think Le'Veon Bell's about to be a star again. I just think we're going to... This is the place where we will find out if he has anything left. Like, the benefit of going to the Chiefs is they can make the most of you. 
The downside to going to the Chiefs is if it doesn't work, people will think, well, if it didn't work there, why would it work anywhere else, right? It's one thing when you're on the Jets. It's like, well, yeah, you might look slow, but you're on the Jets. I mean, it's a mess. You don't get that benefit of the doubt after the Chiefs give you a shot. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Really outside of Clyde in terms of backs that they're throwing the ball to, they've got 11 targets for Daryl Williams, six catches. So to me... You know, if he plays five games, he'll have more than 11 targets. But there's a spot for them to throw him the football. Um, They throw Clyde the ball as much as they throw Sammy Watkins the ball. So we know who the clear number one is. I kind of thought that... uh, It is hard to give... You agree. You don't want... Unless you draft the guy in the top 10. Like, to just have have your rookie running back be relied on to carry your offense. Or, I mean, carry that load. It's yeah. a lot to ask yeah. any player, right? Yeah, even if it is a first-round running back. Like, I just think they want to not put too much on the kid's shoulders. And they got this kind of gift. Like, they didn't expect this to happen, right? Or I guess I, maybe we the last three or four days there were rumors about him getting traded. But I'd say a couple weeks ago, people just thought, you know, he's just going to play there and just this year's going to be shitty. And then all of a sudden he gets cut. I mean, they to cut a guy, they owed him six million bucks. They paid him $6 million to go play for the Chiefs. Well, don't skip over the the trade rumors. Remember those? This offseason? No, no, no. Like the 24 hours of like, are they just going to trade Le'Veon? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no one was going to take the game. Would you say that the signing was a disaster, right, for the Jets? The signing was a disaster. His power play was a, was a disaster. I mean, he still made money, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't think it, it was bad for everybody. I, I The other thing... I do wonder. Now, we see Tyreek, and he looks – we talk about how fast he is all the time. I do think an offense as dynamic as this one, maybe he can be faster in that offense, not actually physically faster, but when you have so much to worry about defensively, um, it just gives you maybe a strategic advantage that helps you – again, I'm not saying when I say Le'Veon could play a little faster that he actually is going to run faster. I'm just saying – if the defense has other stuff to worry about, it perhaps gives him the effect of being faster. I don't know. I just think it's – I am – Le'Veon Bell was once upon a time one of the biggest stars in the league. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, I think he was one of the best players in the league. Right. I mean, that so, couple years in Pittsburgh was I, unreal. Remember, he was on a team that beat Andy Reid and Alex Smith in the second round of the playoffs when they hosted him as the two seed and the Steelers beat him. And then they went on to play New England. I remember, like, the first play of the game, he got injured and the Patriots kicked the shit out of him. But – like, I, I just think that Andy Reid has coached against this guy and seen him be awesome. And I, then when you factor in, it's not much money. Plus, like, unlike sometimes players like a Des Bryant or a Muhammad Sanu or whoever, like the guy is on the street. I don't know why I said Des, but like player X on the street and you just sign him midweek and he's got to play. This guy has you're been expecting in the Des NFL. back soon. No, but I'm just saying like this guy, like Le'Veon Bell's going to play Monday, right? He's just been on I a team so, yeah. practicing, playing football. It's not the transition for him just to like get in football shape. He might need to get in a little shape, but he is playing in. He's been playing football, right? Right. In theory, yeah. Okay. He's been an NFL player if, this year on the tax return. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the worst team in the league, right? Still, still says NFL logo. Yeah, yeah. All right, go get him, Andy. Send send Veach a text. Say, does he have an Instagram post we can comment on? Yeah, I mean, because Twitter's down, so uh, I'll see if Andy's on Instagram. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, 49ers Rammies, John. Um, do you know who leads the, the – the, the, actually, I'll put it this way. The top three teams in the league in sacks, number three 
the Philadelphia Eagles, who the Niners played a couple weeks ago, and they sure looked like one of the best sack teams in the NFL, right? Highly, highly paid defensive line. The Pittsburgh Steelers are second. Good unit. Yep. They're fantastic up front. They have 20. Yep. So actually, they're T1, tied with the LA Rams, who the San yep. Francisco 49ers play Sunday night football. We'll get to it later in the podcast. Somehow, only three and a half point underdogs. Because if I think about this game, two things come to mind, right? How are the Niners going to cover the Rams? And Emmanuel Mosley was a full participant in practice Thursday. But how are I the- do think we're talking about Emmanuel Mosley like he's Deion Sanders coming back. That's the vibe. Well, he I is got the Deion Sanders media. of this unit. <laughs> Relative to Brian Allen. Give him 21 and a bandana. <laughs> yeah. That's number one. Number two is how are, how are they going to protect? Those to me feel like the two big questions of when I think about this game. Do you agree with that or is there something else? I would say 100%. The, the number one thing I think about is just guys being wide open. And, and in general, like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Higby, Everett, those guys just get thrown the ball a lot from Jared Goff. And they feel open when they're playing good teams, let alone this team, which is going to be very difficult to cover. I, I just look at go, the best way to negate a pass rush, and Kyle talked about this, is to run the football. You know, just run the football. Because when you run the football, and this is when the Rams have been really good over the last – three or four years, they, they don't feel that pass happy. They they run to pass. And I think often when your offensive linemen are struggling, which the 49ers are, you got to run the football. And Kyle talked about that on Monday. We got to run the football. They, they just have to find a way to be more productive that way. Because I, I, I do not think, like, if you say they get in a shootout, I don't like their chances with Jimmy Garoppolo. The way he's playing right now, how could you? Right? Yeah, right. But to me, it's not just Jimmy. It's Jimmy. It's the protection. And it's how could you match them in a shootout given how good they've been offensively? But yeah. 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 And given how bad it wasn't just that he looked bad. It's that he was under a lot of good football word. I don't hear anybody else ever say it. Duress. Under duress. Never even calls like, how you doing? Oh, man. Under a lot of duress at work today. But pass rush puts you under duress. And McGlinchey, you know, we had hoped that by this time the Niners would look so good offensively that they'd be giving out Trent Williams extensions. And um, instead this week... I'd pump the, I'd pump the brakes on that one, wouldn't well. you? <laughs> and I still think he's a good player. The McGlinchey thing, you know, McGlinchey told the media that he didn't. He thought he was playing better than, than 30-second clips that people put on social media would indicate. But you can't deny that right now they are... It's the re- Look, believe him or not, like you told me, Jimmy was a full participant in practice on Monday, so his ankle's fine. But one of the things Kyle Shanahan said after the game on Sunday was, actually said at halftime, we gotta, we're protecting him, in, like insinuating he's not 100%. But part of that is literally they were not protecting him. Yeah. I, I Listen, we've interviewed Mike McGlinchey. He is like... Had him on the podcast. I, I, I think he's... Everything you look for in terms of character, work ethic, all that stuff, that's why he's named a captain. But the, the thing about the NFL, it's a pretty black and white league when it comes to your play, right? Like, eventually, all that stuff, it gets to a point like, are you good enough? And I, I, I think I'd push back on Mike when he was calling everyone lazy analysis and stuff. Like, Mike, you've been a huge liability in pass protection. And ultimately, like why Lane Johnson and why Mitchell Schwartz, why those guys are become highly paid right tackles, Conklin is because they can pass protect. Like that's like I can find a lot of right tackles that can run block, especially in this scheme. Like I, I need to feel good. I drafted you ninth overall 
Is it fair to say, like, I didn't draft you ninth overall to be a great run blocker. That was just part of the package. I expected you to protect whoever the fuck my quarterback was. And I, I've seen too many plays. Again, I'm rooting for McGlinchey, but you get drafted ninth overall. Like, the standard's pretty high, guy. Like, I, I need you to be, like, a, a pro bowler. Also, and I don't think he's right ahead a pro bowler. Of- Sorry to jump on you there. They also they picked him right ahead of Colton Miller, who's playing left tackle for the Raiders, right? Yeah, he's been a much better player this year than him as a pass blocker. And for a couple years, it was like Colton Miller was really bad. McGlinchey was good. And I remember talking to a buddy this year, right, in the for a good team. He's like, God, I just watched the Niners. Uh, who'd they? Oh, they played the the Cardinals at week one. He's like, McGlinchey looked awful. Mm, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think athletically, he looks kind of stiff. And when you're not a smooth athlete, when I put you in a situation where you're one-on-one with all these great pass rushers, and what do we talk about forever with pass rushers? They line up now more often on the right side than they do on the left side, right? Because you just go over the the weakest offensive lineman. It's your left tackle, for most teams, is going to be better than your right tackle. And I just I see a guy that leads the team in pressures, giving up. And I, I think it's a problem right now. Now, it's only October 15th. Maybe he's dealing with something. But he's got to be better, guy, because they have a fifth-year option at the end of this year to pick up. Again, they drafted him ninth, right? They didn't. It'd be one thing. It's like, guy, well, this third-round pick is going to be up and downs. Ninth overall, well, ninth. Yeah, part of it is when it's a third-round pick, you don't, you have no problem looking for upgrades, even though even a third is a valuable pick, right? When it's a first-round pick, you're hoping this is, you're hoping it's Joe Staley. That's that's what you want, right? Yeah. This is my guy for the next 10 years. And he's even if it's the next eight, it's going to be a really good eight. I'm never going to have to consider what else we're going to do. I I just I just think the Niners have drafted offensive linemen. Obviously, those Harbaugh years like Upati, Anthony Davis, Staley, Anthony Davis, where you just kind of know right away. Again, like you part of being an offensive lineman, I'd say it's a little like a corner. Corners always push back. Like, I, I can have a great game, but I get beat once. Everyone thinks I sucked. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I'll i give you the benefit of doubt. You're going to get beat every once in a while. I bet our guy Anthony Munoz, he had to give up some sacks over the years, right? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> uh, I mean, Joe Staley over his career had some bad moments. That's okay. I just think this one looks like you, you potty in the before he shattered his leg, got beat every once in a while with like quicker, smaller guys. But I never went like, I didn't want that guy on my team, right? With McGlinchey, I've had some moments this year at right tackle where you're like, is this guy going to be the right tackle for 10 years? Yeah. Have they had the thought internally like, oh, do we feel great about this? Because you know for a fact they've had that thought. And I know he's a captain, and I know they love him because you meet him, you're like, this guy's the fucking man, you know? He just walks into a room. One, he's huge. Two, he's just, he kind of commands a room. He's everything you look for. And this is where I think it makes it tough sometimes with, because what does Kyle, you think, when he fundamentally likes in players? Well, everything you just described. I think he likes that more than the play sometimes. Or or equally as much. Like, he values that as much as you can possibly value that. And we're going to get into the quarterback a little bit later. I, I think sometimes that can cloud him. Now, I'm not, they haven't made any decisions, so I'm not going to say anything. Because I'll say this. They viewed Eric Armstead as more of like an upside project when I think a lot of people didn't, and it worked. Yeah, so I didn't. Like, I, th- I didn't think he'd become. Uh, but but that was not these guys. These guys. No, but I'm saying him. that they kept him around when oh, I would have yeah. gotten rid of him. So it's like they they have they have valued talent over just like the lack of product. Like they've they've had different elements, but I do think pretty consistently 
they've leaned character and sticking with guys. Maybe not sticking with guys, but leaning character stuff. And I think unlike Solomon Thomas, McGlinchey has had moments where he's been a much better player. So I do think you could just go down year, right, whatever, which I would imagine they'll do regardless how bad it gets. I, I just don't know how anyone, you know, if you took a step back, couldn't be somewhat concerned with moments they've seen this yeah. year. Because it's such an important position. Now, I would say the moments can hurt, the moments can help. Sunday Night Football, in a big moment, Chris Collinsworth goes, look at this block by Mike McGlinchey. The conversation yeah. can change, right, very quickly. 100%. So, What's, It's why you bet on the cons- the hard-working grinders because the they're not going to tap out. Yeah. yeah. But you got to be consistent. Good and consistent. On, on the field. Yeah. So, Middlecoff, there was a knock at the door uh, two days ago. Police? Knock, knock. The feds? I said, is it the police? I said, no one said anything. I said, is it the feds? Nobody said anything. And I opened the door, and it was our old friend, the Kirk Cousins discussion with Kyle Shanahan. I was like, oh, oh. I remember you from the last time the Niners were under 500. I thought yeah, we okay. buried you, but you're back. <laughs> And it's <laughs> yeah. worse because the Vikings are one and four, and it makes it even more real. Now, look, we talk, I mentioned this the other day unrelated to this. When I thought the ship had sailed, but then I, I also noticed it, the door opening and it coming back. Yeah. And I don't know. I, we're a loss away from this really not going away. You remember once upon a time, Kyle, and we talked about it the other day, and it came up uh, at the time as a big story before the Super Bowl. Kyle was asked about Mahomes. He's like, yeah, you know, we didn't look into the quarterbacks that hard because we had it. We kind of knew Kirk Cousins wasn't going to be in Washington beyond this year. That was 2017, right? That was, he was talking about retrospect beyond 2017. He was going to be a Niner if Jimmy Garoppolo had not been traded. And Kyle has like, that was openly talked about it. <laughs> then yeah, they get it was a lot. Then they get Garoppolo and right. Everything's different. But, yes. uh, it has it hath risen, John. It's back. But but like while Jimmy's position on the team is by far of all the quarterbacks who make a decent amount of money, the most up in the air right now of anyone. Right? Of just probably any quarterback in the league that makes over twenty million dollars. He's the number one guy that's job is by far most just like, whoa, he's in some trouble. Yeah. Literally got benched in a game. And then Three days later was a full participant in practice. Like, come on. I could just let's call it what it is. He was he was terrible and he got benched. But yeah, it wasn't even the weird part is guy, is it really wasn't even that weird, you know, for being a little weird. It wasn't. It it wasn't like you're like if Carson Wentz got benched for Jalen Hurts, that'd be really weird. Right? If there, there are a lot of players, Jared Goff got benched, a lot of players. Like, I just don't think it was that weird, which is not good for Jimmy's long term future. Cousins, though. The weird part is he's supposed to be a free agent. If I told you Cousins had not signed the contract extension that he signed this offseason, I would say I could see Jimmy getting cut and them to signing Cousins. Right? I would say that feels like a lock. There is, they signed him to a contract, and I know they're off to a slow start. He still owed a lot of money these next couple years. They could just be thinking, why don't we just play it out? Like to me, the Vikings might like this guy. One in their building. They had a lot of success with him statistically the last two years, right? He threw, I think, 56 touchdowns over a two-year period. Last year was his most productive year. They won a playoff game on the road. If I told you, like, because I would believe you that Kyle Shanahan would be interested in acquiring Kirk Cousins. 
Now, the problem is it would be a trade, and then we'd be in the discussion like, I couldn't give up more than like a fourth. Are you almost <laughs> going to say third? Yeah, but if they gave a third, I'd be like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I, I just, I, the, I, we talked about this before we hit record. The moment Kirk Cousins is acquired by Kyle Shanahan, I think Kyle, no matter how weird this year gets, would lose a lot of equity with the fan base. I don't, people don't want to watch Kirk Cousins here. People, Especially, I think Minnesota don't really want to people watch. People didn't him. want, we, look, we watched a lot of them a couple years ago and went, good player. Well, I don't want to watch. I don't. That's not. You're not going to win a championship. And keep in mind, the Niners were just in the championship, right? So it's not like, well, they, no, they just got to get to the next level. They beat get- the shit out of Cousins, guy. Right. I went to the game. I was there. It was awful. He can't move. So it's like he has a fundamental flaw. He can't move. And, and clearly, your offensive line, which we talked about earlier, ain't that great. Well, but now the other thing is, you look around and you go, look at all these rookie quarterbacks. They just play and they're competitive. Why would Minnesota trade him, though, guy? That, that well, to me, to like, me the argument to trade him, if you're them, would be if they continue, if their season keeps going like this. They're one and four. They don't look like a one and four team. But if if at the end of the year they're a five win team, maybe they could justify. Let's save the twenty million. To, well, actually, it's twofold. If it keeps going like this, and they could get like a second or third for him, let's save twenty million dead cap. It would still be another twenty million dead cap. Right? They would have twenty million dead cap, but they'd save twenty million dollars, right? Something like that. To me, when, like if I was Minnesota and I liked him, because I think you'd have to assume they like him giving him... They, they didn't just sign him once. They signed him twice, right? Yep. right? So I, I do think they do like him. And I think they've realized, like, you know, he gives us consistency. He's not their biggest issue this year. Their biggest issue has been clearly their DBs yep. and their defense. Yep. Like, that's been their number one issue. It hasn't been Cousins, who, you know, is probably... And they didn't end up with the two-headed monster on the D-line they thought they were going to have. Yeah, was he five touchdowns, six picks? I mean, he's not having a great yeah. year. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, man. I I just like I couldn't. I would you just give him away for fourth? Wouldn't you just want to do? Look at what all these teams are doing. Why wouldn't you draft a guy just with him around? What's wrong with doing that? Well, you, I think you absolutely would. I think that's the move. I'm just saying. Wouldn't you be I, a little surprised if the they argument, traded him? I would be. But I'm yeah. just saying. You asked what would it take? I think the first thing it would take is them to not have a winning season. And someone making an offer that you quote unquote God uh, Father style you couldn't refuse because I, if you told me like he was tired of Jimmy and he offered them their second round pick which the Niners went six and ten and it's pick forty two, if you're Minnesota maybe you listen yeah. and I think the moment if that were to happen again total hypothetical, I think the Niners would get shit on like you just said what well he's like, a quarterback that guy. that your average fan has an opinion about right I think yeah. I think he's well established now. Everyone kind of has an opinion, and the Niners literally just played him in the, uh, I mean, in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's not very good. Yeah, like he, he's his limitations in the playoff games were on full display, right? So, but I, I'm not going to discount this. Like it's something. What about like, Matt Ryan? If it, the dead cap there is way bigger. Remember, they just gave him a hundred million dollars uh, two years ago. I would, in a weird way, this is crazy to say, I'd much rather have Kirk Cousins than Matt Ryan at this point. How about you? I would rather have Kirk Cousins than Matt Ryan, and that is crazy to say at this point, but I've watched the Falcons enough, and if, if I mean, he really can't move. Like, if Kirk can't move, Matt really can't move. Um, I, I do know that Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins will finish their career on other teams. Like, they, but Matt Ryan will play on another team. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident there, because they're going to be awful. They're going to hit the reset button. They'll draft a guy next year. Like it's time for reset. Yeah, to like me, they they will draft a guy next year to play behind him when he's making forty million. 
Because his dead to, cap here, is actually bigger than his. To me, here's what it's ideal. In two years, they, Matt Ryan. I, I, should say, I guess if they trade him, that number changes. But Matt Ryan is the backup quarterback for the 49ers. If you tell me that, I can live with that. If you ever tell me Matt Ryan but, goes into week one as starting quarterback, you got a problem. Yeah, back up to who would be my question. Yeah, I mean, you draft a guy. Guy, th- th- here's my thing with quarterbacks. There have never been more capable individuals coming out of college. And you have, and it never gets talked about. We never talk about this. Like, and maybe it's going to happen this year for the first time. Like, why, why isn't Kyle being aggressive with drafting some of these guys? Like, how about just draft a third-round guy? Like, Dak, Jimmy, Derek. Not everyone goes in the top 10. And I think, well, you got you want Herbert or Tua? Well, fuck, look around the league. How many guys? Russell Wilson. Like, you can find guys. Kyle, six-year contract. I'm not trying to overreact here on something that hasn't even happened yet. But you did it once upon a time with CJ. It just turns out you probably drafted the wrong guy. But you, there are humans every year that come out in these drafts that you can get in the second and third and fourth round. Yeah, like, but, just but they that. haven't drafted a quarterback in, they, in the last three drafts. Right now, part of that well, is they like yeah. Mullins enough to be the backup. They like CJ enough to also. They almost got two guys that they feel. So I get it, but it feels like now that's that's changing. That's a changed. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. It has changed, and I think what you'd like to see is somebody with that has a different skill set than CJ Beathard or Nick, right somebody that's more athletic. Would you Would you agree with this? As of October 15th, if we wanted to start talking 49er draft quarterbacks on the list. Right? Yeah. They will be in the quarterback. Whether they draft one or not, I don't know, but they will be in the well, quarterback. Like if, they should be working guys out. If you told me if you had that hypothetical and said, Okay, are we ruling out a first round quarterback? I would say no. We have to wait and see how this year goes. I'd agree. Because if it goes very badly and that possible now, Kyle's a good coach. We think they still got a chance to fight here. But there we also have to be realistic about the possibility that it can go really badly given all the injuries and how difficult their schedule's about to be. Um, then yeah, you would have to you would have to think that, that that quarterback in the first round would be something to think about. I would like him just to draft a quarterback that can move around a little bit mm-hmm. and then work your fucking magic. You did it with Cousins and he was a bad athlete. Do it with Mac Jones or X whatever player in the second or third round. Like to me, I don't even think you need to do a first round. You have Kyle Shanahan. Like that's it's part of having Kyle Shanahan. You should be able to find a guy in the second or third round then you can mold into a high-end player. That, to me, should be your great, your greatest asset in the franchise, in theory, is your head coach. Yeah, well, they're going to take Davis Mills. I don't even know who that is. Actually, I don't know. He might be a first-rounder. DJ loves him. He's what? Stanford's quarterback, but, you know, he's like he's been hurt a lot. But he's, yeah. like, huge. And, I, I and athletic. Some, I, I got to see him play. Before November 7th, he's playing uh, UW, I think. Jimmy likes defense, John. Flying around. Strong at the, at the DB position. Well, at least, but see that they should be all over that kid. Then yeah. go watch them. I mean, go they will scout. be. It's John, <laughs> John Stanford. That's true. Mybookie.ag promo code ham one. That is where we're going to make our lock of the week pick. You say how, how can it be a lock of the week? You lost three in a row. Don't worry about that. What you got to worry about is ham one. That's the promo code at mybookie.ag. Two in a row, guy. It just happened to be a parlay, our first one, so it feels like three in a row. Right. feels more it's dramatic. Let's not, not sell ourselves short. Okay. I wanted to hammer us home on Matt Wolf, basically two to one to be a top ten in the CJ Cup. I'm pretty sure he's in dead last. He's like dead last right now, so I'm, I'm glad we didn't do that. MyBookie.ag. I, I got a little sprinkled. I got a little on Bubba. I got a little on Scotty Scheffler. got a little on Keegan Bradley. They all suck, but MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1, NFL, college football, Sarkeesian, Versus Kirby Smart with Nick Saban at home. 
Uh, we got games galore this weekend, guy. We got multiple games on Monday night. Uh, so get on it. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Get your gamble on right now. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. Remember, when you accept the bonus, you do have to bet the bonus amount before you are able to withdraw the money. All the, uh, the details on that you can find. Uh, on mybookie.ag. You can also decline the bonus. Either way, we appreciate when you use promo code HAM1. Uh, gives us a little credit. Just like when, you use, right now. When, like when you use the Drizzly app. D-R-I-Z-L-Y. Yep. Drizzly promo code HAM gets you. Is it 10 bucks or 10%? Uh, $10 off a purchase of $30 or more. Okay. So I know like where I live, BevMo, boom, you want to get a bottle of Tito's, you want to get a 12-pack a, a of... White Claw or beers, whatever you want. You just go to BevMo, you get anything in there. You, Pringles, you name it. Purchase $30 or more, boom, $10 off. Promo code HAM on your check it out. Drizzly, think think Grizzly. <laughs> Tell me if you like this explanation. Grizzly, subtract the G, add a D, take a Z off. Yep. Get Drizzly. <laughs> that. That's even more confusing than the last time you, you said it. <laughs> Drizzly, D-R-I-Z-L-Y, Drizzly. I Right there, if you'd said, what's the app, I would have typed in Grizzly. It's not. It's Drizzly with a D. <laughs> and one Z and one Z uh, we're fans alright go check it out alright let's talk about some of the games this week let's fire through them okay uh, we'll get to our lock of the week coming up what um, are, I, I'm, I don't uh, do you have an order you want to go in because I'm going to yeah well you. I just got I got my bookie up okay you yeah start tell, with their tell order? me where you want to start okay uh, Bears plus one and a half at the fighting Matt Rule and Joe Brady's. So we considered this for lock of the week. Did we not? Did we decide we're not doing this for lock of the week? Well, I mean, we can talk it out okay. at the end. I'm not. I'm not over this. I like the Bears here. All right. Uh, do you accept or not accept that they're one of the worst four and one teams we've ever seen? Uh, I, I don't because I, I still think their defense is good and Foles has a little magic. So no, I refuse to accept that. I actually agree with you. I would not accept it either uh, because we disagreed week one about them and uh, the Lions. I think that was week one, right? I yeah I was feeling really good about it until I wasn't and then I just I made an immediate switch. You know what? I'm just going to believe once they did what they did against the Falcons especially. I'm just going to believe maybe this team has a little something something. And it's not an accident right that their defense is fantastic. Now, I also think you and I we're just giving the Panthers a little more credit. Yeah, to me that's the question in this argument. Like are the Panthers good or they just catch a couple bad teams, the Panthers or excuse me, the the Falcons last week and the and the uh, Cardinals two weeks ago, who were just kind of you know overvaluing themselves and catch them. Or is Joe Brady guy the next Sean McVay with Jordans? Because I think Joe Brady, as this trends, like he wins a game like this and the offense looks good, is he the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons or the San Diego Chargers next year? Yep, Absolutely. LA Chargers. Yeah, no question. I like the I like the Bears here, and if you were down, I would have no problem taking them money line. Uh, basically plus 100. So you just we put down 250, we went 250. Okay. See, I feel my problem with the Bears, and now they're getting, like you said, they're getting a point and a half. My problem with the Bears is they, literally every game they play, nothing would shock me that happens to them. That's Can they fair. keep That's pulling fair. this thing out of the fire every week? Long week, guy. Remember, they played Thursday, Brady, so they've had, you know, a little extra rest here. A little extra rest. They're fresh. All right. Lions minus three at the Jags. I have zero takes here. I, I don't even know where to start. The Jaguars, I just, I'm over Minshew. Not that, not the player. I just, I'm not going to watch him play. The Lions, uh, once you talk me out of the bet, I bet on the following week. It bit me in the ass. Kind of over them and Patricia too. I think Matt, Matt Stafford is at the point in time of his career. 
he's a little overvalued. Like, he is really talented. And yeah, if he would have got with Andy Reid and Sean Payton at 25, he would have been really good. But he's 32, and he has bad habits, and I can't bet on him. So I, I have zero take on this game. I You couldn't... You, you'd have to give me money to bet on this, because I would not <laughs> bet my own money on this game. I you Any outcome, I believe. My my, uh, my only interest is uh, LaVisca Chenault. That's, that's, that's all I got. Leading the team in receiving, rookie, Colorado... Um, watched him a lot, so that that would be my that's my only. I'd say in this I'd game. say Pat- Patricia, this is the type of game you lose by like a couple touchdowns, you call. get fired on. You lose Monday. it all, John. Forget about. I mean, this you lose this game at all, and Detroit is talking about who their next coach is going to be. Agreed. What's next? Uh, Texans and the undefeated Corona Titans. Four zero. Nobody believes in us. Adversity guy. They took it all out on Josh Norman. Yeah, they did. He's terrible. He was looking like uh, you remember the the one of the great all time internet football game moments was when Jameis lost that ball and fell backwards in the Rose Bowl against Oregon in the CFP semi. Yeah, this was not as big a game. That to me was one of the because they the internet had him floating through space in thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, so it's like one Jamaica of the Choir great moments. The beat was it, it was good. A little bit like the previous game we just talked about. No, I, I don't care about the Texans at all. Like I don't want to talk about the Texans. I don't want to watch the Texans. I do think the Titans are just... If Mike Vrabel had been a tight end or an offensive... Ta- just an offensive guy, and let's just be like, you know, he was Belichick's offensive tackle and he's now the offensive coordinator head coach, right? He had just been that guy instead of a linebacker defensive guy. I think we would blow him like Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. He's 45, he's yeah. good looking, yeah. but he's a defensive guy. So we just... We don't talk about him that much. Guy, he's like, he has a winning record. He won multiple playoff games. His team's just like, listen, I, I get it was weird. They hadn't played in a while. But you just watch the Titans play on that Tuesday night game. I don't know how you don't take away like, ah, this team's pretty fucking good, right? Sign Clowney. Well, I, is I like Ryan Tannehill just good? Do you see that stat? Like him next to Mahomes, like their last, no. you know, 30 games or whatever. It's Put basically Nick Mullins in, but what was it? Yeah, it was like, I mean, basically similar numbers. Touchdowns, interceptions, passing yards, hmm. completion percentage. Okay. When you watch him move, right, he's got... Wouldn't you say he's like the more physically gifted Alex Smith? He's accurate. He's athletic. It was a college. bigger was and stronger. SEC. Well, I mean, I, he didn't play. He was a receiver. Yeah, Big 12, I think, at the time. Oh, you're right. A&M. Good call. It was, it was the Deruder uh, A&M team. Mike remember? Sherman. Yeah. The head Were coach. they in the Big 12? Uh, yeah, they were not. The, I don't. They were not in the SEC yet. Yeah, they were in the. But that was their conference they were in before they moved. Yes. Yep. That was a pretty big loss for the Big Twelve. Just losing a And M. No, I don't feel like anyone talks about that. Why would you want to lose? You don't that get program? that Texas game anymore every year. <laughs> no. Uh, next up, Washington football team against the New York Giants. The Giants are three point favorites. Uh, Steven Montez, I think, is closer uh, to playing in this game than Dwayne Haskins. I saw Bill Barnwell wrote a column, a uh, trade column for the uh, upcoming trade deadline and and suggested Dwayne Haskins to the Steelers. Yeah, I don't see that. This We've already banged out some pretty shitty games. Like, I, I hope Scott You want to speed through this? Is that what you're saying? Speed it up? Well, I just... I, well, there, there are also some good games, but these yeah, last... No, I don't want to talk about this Detroit, game Jacksonville, Houston, Tennessee, Washington, New York. I mean, that's, that's a poop trifecta right there. Uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. This is also up against the Bears game for a potential lock of the week with us. So maybe we'll hold yeah, off t- on that. Yeah, to me, but to me, this might be the game of the day. Like, I, if you told me this was all, the only game you got, like on Sunday morning at our houses, 
and I couldn't even get red zone, like I, I'd be pretty happy just watching this football yeah. game. Did I say Browns? Or did I say I think you said Browns? Okay. Yeah. I think you said Browns. Ravens Eagles. Do you know the Eagles are playing? I mean, they, they, on paper, they just had a three-week stretch where they played the Niners. Obviously, that wasn't as hard as they thought, and they won it. Steelers Ravens. That's a pretty tough little stretch of a schedule. Yeah. On the road too. Wow. Steelers and the Niners. If if somehow they could pull out the upset and go two and one in that stretch, that'd be pretty incredible. I the Ravens typically just beat the shit out of just random teams, and the Eagles are kind of. Are the Eagles really going to start one four and one? I mean, they're eight point underdog here. Al, is Alshon? I think I Eagles. saw Alshon's back this week, right? I saw Deshaun was at practice to do. Yeah, I think like, they're uh, they, yellow gloves. I think they're both. I think they're both back. What do you think about the Eagles in like a a money line upset special here? I I could just see three interceptions for Carson. But do, are are the Ravens just going to go twelve fourteen and two again? No, like they're just going to lose a couple yeah, random games. I actually might put a little money in. Okay. And put this on okay. This. Okay. Um, next up, uh, Bengals Colts. I don't hate this game. Colts defense is solid. I want to see Joe Burrow play this game. That to me is what this game is about. Joe, I I know there's like this. I, I can't do the Rivers thing every week. I don't care enough. But yeah, I don't either. Plus, it's just not fun to watch it. But Burrow against this defense, John, that's fun. Yeah. I. I, my problem with the Colts is every time Rivers comes on the field now, they're not that fun to watch. So it's like that hurts me. And the Bengals' offensive line is so terrible. I feel like Joe Burrow is going to get injured. Like I, I'll be shocked if he plays 16 games. I think that'll be a credit to his toughness because he gets peppered. He had and hit 15 I mean times. Peppered every against week. Baltimore hit him 15 times, sacked him seven. Did you see that uh, they kicked a field goal toward the end of the game to make it not a uh, – to make it not a shutout, it was like twenty-seven nothing. Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, was screaming at their sideline like calling them pussies. It's like wink. I mean, they're just <laughs> taking a field goal here with like two minutes left. Broncos, Pat, Pats. I have no clue who's starting the quarterback for the Broncos. Not sure. It, it might be. Well, it ain't I, no Vic, Vic Fangio said it might be Drew Lock. That that he That'd that be, Drew Lock. Okay. I think you can expect Drew Lock to come back. Okay, if Drew Lock plays in this game, I don't hate this game as much. No, if Drew, Drew Lock plays this game, this I really game. like this game. Actually, yeah. Cam's Cam's back. Uh, you, you'd expect the Patriots the games in New England, no fans, but yeah, that game's a little more interesting than I thought. That's fair. Jets Dolphins. If the Dolphins weren't so preoccupied with trying to go to the playoffs, this would be a perfect game for Tua to start. Minus nine and a half. It's pretty crazy that the Miami Dolphins who a year ago were full-on tanking. This year, I think we still think they're not going to be that great when all the dust settles. They're a nine-and-a-half point. Nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Is that... Like, should that be the low point for the Jets? You're a nine-and-a-half-point underdog wow. to the Dolphins? I, I think we go. I think we can go lower. It's early. Well, maybe you're right. That That is that is ugly. Hey, this I kind of like the Dolphins about, at nine-and-a-half. Uh, yeah, I do. And the more I think, by the way, the more it just it sits in my brain. I'm liking the Eagles more and more money line against the Ravens. Um, well, guy, if you're in, I, 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 I don't do like it, it as just, a lot. Well, do we? Well, let's get to that. Packers Bucks, though. This is a great game. This is a potential. I mean, this is Rodgers Brady. It still resonates for me. The game's in Tampa. Uh, I don't know why there's not a why. Why is money line not on the board? But um, well, sometimes when it's like that, it just goes off when it's minus one. I, I Packers, guess, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't bet this game. Like the, to me, this line's already a little weird because I think everyone saw when the Packers were like minus two and a half, three to start the week, 
everyone just hammered the Packers. My take is, again, not based on anything, I can see the Bucks winning this game. Everyone's going to be picking the Packers. Now, off a of bye week, uh, you could say the bye week for them didn't come at the ideal time. Like, they were just red hot. Yeah. If you're the Packers, I would have wanted to keep playing. Uh, I know Devontae. Did you see, like, he tweeted something? I guess he deleted. He was pissed off. He thought he was going to play whatever their game was two weeks ago. Uh, I forget. Was it Sunday night? The or game Monday where we night? saw he they, was they in- played in- he tweet. He was pissed off that he was going to play. They didn't let him play. Yeah. He tweeted like he wanted to be out there, and then he deleted the tweet. Bottom line, he should play in this game. I, I just like the Buccaneers. All right. So, and then we got obviously Rams Niners Sunday night, which actually we can talk about this for a second. Niners plus three and a half feels like we've talked about it uh, all week, even not on the podcast. Um, Niners are playing a team with better receivers than the one they played last week. A better quarterback, a be- in theory, just everything should be better. Why aren't they plus six and a half or seven here? So it feels like it's almost obvious to take the Rams, which is what scares us off. Do you think the game kicks off at three and a half or gets up to like four and a half? Uh, well, I do feel like there'll be a little late movement. Yeah, it's been three and a half for a little while, but it probably will. Uh, to me, this is just such an easy game to pick. And I don't mean correctly. I just mean it's just at a glance and obvious like, oh, I'm taking the Rams, which is why I don't. I just don't think, as as illogical as this sounds, I feel like the Niners might look better against a better team this week. Yeah, I will be shocked if the Niners don't have a dramatically better effort. They've lost two straight games, and this last week got their ass kicked, right? To me, the Eagles game, teams lose heartbreakers. Like, if you go 11-5, and four of your losses are probably, like, pretty devastating losses on Monday morning. Typical NFL good loss. Like, it sucked. Not, I mean, part of it was your backup quarterback, but it was like, that shit happens. Last week is like, you show up on Monday, throw on the film, like, are we an embarrassment? Like, does anyone, does people just want to stay on this team, or you, some of you guys want to get cut, right? I mean, it's just one of those, like, oh, is this what we're going to be all year? We're the fucking defending NFC champs. I would expect an inspired effort. Now, are they good enough? I would, I'm at the point where I still think they could bounce back. They got some guys coming back. I, I'll be, like, surprised if they're not leading at halftime. I know it sounds crazy, and it's not based on what it's looked like lately, but it's just I'm top elite coaches, and he's paid like one, and we thought he was one last year. Don't just go on three game losing streaks where they're just getting their ass kicked. I mean, it just doesn't happen at home. They're they're not traveling, guy. I mean, it's just I I, I just think he would have to have some like rabbits up his hat for a guy that's like the one thing you say about Kyle Wright is he's he typically. Just a normal week says like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Like, doesn't he have to have like three or four or some trick play, just something to get him going? If he He's is, fuck. yeah, if he is who we think he is. Yeah. The more and more, though, guy, go back to this uh, plus 285. You want to take a big swing, you know? Well, is it big swing or is it lock? Well, yeah, I mean, a, a big swing is, I mean, our lock is just where we're putting our money. Right. You but I guess what I'm asking is... You don't is, want to pay 7 12 do you, There, do there we, is no... After after you lose all these games, like... Oh, okay. So no, our philosophy has changed. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah, just because I, I think one thing we figured out last week, in the last couple weeks, is it's like, it, it was really easy to bet against the Jets and bet against the Giants. But it's just like the NFL gets weird. And uh, I, I don't feel confident. I haven't really for the last like three weeks. I'm like any bet. Like those first couple of weeks, I felt very good about all those games. Yeah, I, I really did. I, I don't. So Cause I'm with you. Listen, I'm biased with the Bears. I just see some value there. I, I, I like so I like the Steelers, too. 
I don't know. It's you know, it's only we record this Thursday. Odell went home sick. You don't necessarily have to test. You could test negative for COVID, but if you've got like flu symptoms, you you might not be allowed to play. The NFL has said. So um, I don't know what's going on with him. I just think the Steelers are a much better football team. But I also think three and a half points, these feel like three-point games. And so that might just be the the L right there. Um, one one thing we never do is do over-unders. It's true. You know, like over-under, for example, the Eagles-Ravens game. Because I'm with you. It's like Eagles linebacking core, slow. The Ravens annihilate bad linebackers. The Eagles last week against the Steelers, who have an elite defense, there were a lot of points scored in that game. The over-under for Ravens-Eagles is 47 and a half. So basically, you know... 30 to 20, well over. That that over-under seems a little small to me. You said 37 and a half? 47, 47 and a half. half. Yeah. That number kind of jumps out to me as I, I do kind of like the over there. What would the Eagles plus eight, do you still have it open? What is What if we just took the Eagles and the points? It's minus 120, so you're not getting, you know, it's two, our 250 bet would pay 217. What are the over-unders minus 110? I mean, the the Eagles money line would be a pretty bold bet, but it would it it, it would bring uh bring uh bring some money back our way. I'd much. be down to do it. Plus two eighty five on two fifty, pay seven twelve. We'd be taking a big swing and getting back to where we belong. I say let's do that. Dollars. Yeah, just I just like to dab a little money line. All right, let's do it. Eagles money line. Yep. This is basically just taking a huge swing. This, which this like segment's that. no longer called lock of the week. <laughs> Well, but there are. Is there a lock of the week this week? I mean, honestly, no. Uh, Georgia plus four, there's, which I actually don't like. Yeah, the Corona Saban game probably stay away because if you told me that Saban is in the stadium in a box influencing the game, I'll believe you. Even if he's got a mask on or you know in a bubble, I don't know. Like that, that game's a little the Alabama. The, I mean. <laughs> It's got a little bit Patriot in New England feel. Like, are they really following the protocol? No, I actually, I think they're going to enjoy. I I think even to Sark, it might be good for everybody if Sark calls this game. Just lets it fly. So this is a ballsy move. We're going Eagles plus two eighty five. Yeah, that's what we're doing. As long as we don't call it the lock of the week anymore, that's what we're doing. (laughs) We did it. All right. But if we get it, we're lock of the week moving forward. That's right. That's correct. This is this is this winning this bet for us would be like Kyle beating the Rams. You're just yeah. back on track. Got your swag back. It would feel good. All right. On that note, adios, pelota. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.